0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, on this Veterans Day, OPM reminds agencies of their obligations to federal employees who are called to active duty military service. A possible Air Force General's court-martial trial would be an American first. And as Biden adds to his transition team, Trump sees subtraction in his administration. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Maserlian, in for Eric White. The Office of Personnel Management is reminding agencies on Veterans Day of their obligations to support federal employees who are called to active-duty military service. Agencies are supposed to allow employees in this situation to accrue leave while they're out performing uniform service. They're also supposed to quickly reemploy service members once they return and protect their positions from reductions in force. The Uniform Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act applies to any federal employee in any executive branch agency. Plenty of familiar names are members of the president-elect's new agency transition teams. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Two former deputy secretaries from the Obama administration will head up Biden's labor transition team. Former Acting Social Security Administration Commissioner Carolyn Colvin will lead the SSA team. Former U.S. Chief Technology Officer Anish Chopra will help prepare the incoming administration on postal service issues. And several former Obama-era undersecretaries are part of the Defense Department team. A former chief of staff at the Office of Personnel Management will take on the OPM team. Nicole LaGrisco, Federal News Network. Two technology executives are on the move to new roles in government. The details from Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Chris Chilbert, the CIO in the Office of the Inspector General at HHS, is leaving to be the new lead technology executive at the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. Chilbert replaces Donna Roy, who became the agency's chief operating officer in July, after serving nine months as its CIO. Meanwhile, Vincent Sertipan has taken his cybersecurity skills to the new cybersecurity shared services office run by CISA at DHS. Sertipan comes to the Quality Service Management Office from the DHS Science and Technology Directorate. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Acting Defense Undersecretary for Policy James Anderson resigned shortly after former Defense Secretary Mark Esper was dismissed by President Trump. Anderson's responsibilities will be delegated to Anthony Tata, who is DOD's Undersecretary for Policy. DOD's Undersecretary for Intelligence and Security, Joseph Kernan, also submitted his letter of resignation yesterday. Kernan will be replaced by Acting Assistant Secretary of Defense for Special Operation and Low-Intensity Conflict, Ezra Cohen-Watnick. Additionally, Jen Stewart, Chief of Staff to Esper, announced her resignation. The federal government is about to bid farewell to one of its longest-serving information technology leaders, Tony Montemorano, the top civilian official at the Defense Information Systems Agency, is retiring after nearly 50 years of government service. He first joined the agency in 1992 after a 21-year career in the Navy. A retirement ceremony is scheduled for December 11th. The Library of Congress says it will use the upcoming Geospatial Information Systems Day to further the pandemic battle. Tom Temin has more. GIS Day is next Wednesday. The library will host online programs tailored for cartographers and epidemiologists who are tracking the spread patterns of COVID-19. Presenters from Johns Hopkins University, GIS vendor Esri, and the library itself will detail new ways of tracking and mapping the virus. GIS Day is part of Geography Awareness Week, marked annually since 1999. The library says it's made a special effort to document the pandemic's impact on American society. I'm Tom Temin. The former leader of the Air Force's research laboratory is facing charges of sexual assault, Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. An Air Force investigation found enough evidence to charge Major General William Cooley for sexual assault. The charge stems from an August 2018 incident where Cooley allegedly made unwanted advances by kissing and touching a female victim. The woman is not a member of the military or a Defense Department employee. Cooley was relieved of commanding the Air Force Research Laboratory in January. He's since been working on Air Force Materiel Command's digital campaign. A preliminary hearing will take place in January. Scott Masioni, Federal News Network. The Senate is looking to give the Treasury Department greater access to data that could prevent improper payments. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. A provision in the fiscal 2021 spending bills approved by the Senate Appropriations Committee would give Treasury's Do Not Pay Center access to the Social Security Administration's death master file. This comes after Treasury issued more than a million COVID-19 stimulus payments to deceased recipients. A bipartisan group of lawmakers introduced the Stopping Improper Payments to Deceased People Act last year, which would grant federal agencies access to the full set of SSA's death records. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. A system of lean management principles is taking off at the Environmental Protection Agency. The EPA has implemented the system in more than 80 percent of its programs, meeting a goal set by its Office of Continuous Improvement. The EPA has used these lean management principles like cascading performance reviews and team huddles to improve over 500 of its processes. Some examples include cutting its Freedom of Information Act request backlog by nearly 45% and reducing its backlog of new permit applications. What do dinosaurs and the government have in common? A new report from the National Academy of Public Administration and the IBM Center for the Business of Government says a lot especially when it has to do with agencies and change. Dinosaurs didn't adapt and eventually died out. NAPA says the government must change to become more agile across all programs, projects, and processes. NAPA details 10 principles of an agile government and offers four recommendations for how to stave off extinction. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus on our coronavirus resource page. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar,